0: They said an animal has it. They said an animal has it. <sighs> Could you imagine you're on Noah's Ark, and they got and this and this animal shows up. Oh yeah, you heard uh, little Perry the pigeon. He's got it, and he's oh he's trying he's trying the pigeon just kind of wandering around. Trying not to see anybody, you know, trying not to let anybody notice him uh, sneezing into his um, little pigeon arm. <sighs> this thing, who know Where is it? It's like hide and go seek with the devil, huh? That Rona boy. That Rona.
1: Front porch, wondering how could I be so far from my home? And my mind is somewhere else, but when I find it, I'll patch up where it's been blown.
0: Come on now, let's go.
1: Now I'm I'm just floating floating
0: on on the the breeze, and
1: I feel I'm falling like these leaves, I must
0: Be. be. cornerstone Stone. come on no time to feel bad today baby let's go oh,
1: but when i reach that ground i'll share this peace of mind i found i can
0: feel, feel it in my bones come on
1: but it's gonna take mm. a little time Woo-hoo. for me to set that parking brake
0: and let, let myself unwind Shine. Sit and tell you my story. Shine on me. And I will find a song. I will sing it just for you. I've been moving way too fast. I've been moving way too fast. That is Shine by Bishop Gunn. And that is a beautiful band and group of men. And rarely, a lot of time, if you see a men get together, it's for uh, you know, it's for it can be for sex, it could be for music. And then this instance is for music, and that's beautiful, man. PTL, baby, praise the Lord. That's Bishop Gunn with shine right there. And um, and we are alive, baby. We're alive. We are alive. Check it. Put look. Two put two fingers on your, on your damn neck pipe, bro. Yeah, and feel that pumpity up. You know what I'm saying? That's that. That's that living giving, bro. That's your heart, shooting just. Dude, a heart will just shoot blood out all day. A heart is baby just a, basically just a machine gun of blood. You just. That thing is savage, bro, when you think about it. Probably one of the top three organs, I think, overall. Good to be here with you guys. It is April. It is 2020, 2020. And it's getting clear, man. It's getting clear. People out there, it's getting wicked. People are thinking it's just squirrely out there. You don't even know an animal has it, bruh. You see a falcon go by, he might have it. You see a little, uh, uh, um, you see a labradoodle sneak over. And he trying to lick your arm or something or lick your navel. You know, sometimes I used to put a little meat paste in my navel, bruh. And my neighbors had a little, uh, it was like a miniature, um, little, uh, I don't know what it was. Pomeran, bro, a little miniature Pomeran, and I put a little meat paste in my navel. And his name was Barker, bro, and I'd let him suck that, you know, not suck it, but kind of lick it out. And this, you know, that's human-animal relations, brother. And I was, you know, I was happy to be part of that as a, you know, when I was young. But now, can you even, can you trust an animal? Who can you trust? Welcome to Hide and Go Seek 2020. That's what's going on. It's getting wicked. We caught up. Thank you guys for being here. Uh yeah, and I hope I hope you guys, I hope people's holding it together, keeping their heads together. You know, you gotta, you gotta really gotta be a warrior right now. Because some people keep saying, Oh, I can't get it. Oh, I ain't getting it. You know, you hear a lot of rumors, oh, gay men can't get it. Oh, oh, we can't get it. <laughs> Yes, you can, Alan. All right, y'all can get it. Everybody can get it. Oh, my! you know, my cousin's in the military, man. I can't get it. Yes, you can, Samuel. You can get it. Everybody can get it. Just a lot of bad rumors, a lot of bad intel out there. A lot of bad mental hearsay. Oh, uh, you know, oh, black, black women, we can't get it. Yeah, you can, Keisha everybody can get it. It's just it's a disease, man, it's a virus. And everybody can get it. And it's so sneaky. Like I want if you if the coronavirus was a person, it, it's so it would have like a mustache, it would have like a, it would have regular glasses and sunglasses. It's so like oh uh, uh it's, it's like, it would probably talk like this. Oh, hey, oh, hey. Oh, hey. I don't speak English. It would say shit like that. I don't speak, I don't know. I'm well, not from here. The coronavirus is sneaky. Because when I was young, they had more or less sneaky diseases. Remember that? Dude, remember when we were kids, that the diseases were real. They had uh, chicken pox because somebody had hugged a chicken for too long. And if you do that, you break out because these spots come out of your body because God wants other people to know, hey, this is the type of person that will hug a chicken for much longer than they should. And so you, you know what I'm saying? so you get chicken pox. But they were obvious diseases. You know, you knew you saw somebody with chickenpox. Oh, they got a chickenpox. You know, you saw somebody with a um, mustache. Oh, they got a mustache. Things were obvious. But now it's getting covert. It's getting risque as they call it. But yeah, what what, what would coronavirus be wearing? Probably like a turtleneck like a sleeveless turtleneck. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Uh I'm not from around here. It would be so sneaky. It's a sneaky disease, man. We've had a lot of calls that came in, a lot of people hitting us up just seeing what's going on. What's up with me right now? Um you know, there's a there's not a ton to say I've been doing. You know, I watched the uh comedy gives back i watched as much of that as i could if you got to see it uh it, i think they raised like oh, i want to say like i don't even know how much they finished raising but i, I can imagine it's up near probably seven hundred thousand dollar for uh comedians um to you know tour you know people that are you know in the comedy community that are struggling and that are out of work and so that was really beautiful and it was a damn basket fire Dude, if you freaking had a cousin made out of gasoline and you fucking fed him matches for his birthday, that's what this shit was. It was just audio difficulties, this and that. It was like, remember when you got one of those shitty, uh, those Sprint phones, those Nextels or whatever? But you could only, you could call people, but then you could just talk to, also you could talk to one person. So you could call anybody you wanted, but then you'd be in the middle of a call like, yeah, everything's going good. Every, and then uh, so your cu- your cousin or somebody, fire department, whoever, the only other person that had the walkie, you, your girlfriend. She's like, we need some fucking milk. You're like, and you're like, honey, I'll, hold on, hold, uh, hold on, buddy. Remember that thing, that next towel? We need some fucking milk, Randall. You're like, oh, oh, fuck. Oh, hold on, Damien. Oh, must be lines must be crossed up. <laughs> and then you <laughs> slick sneak uh, click over. Psalms. So, hey, I'm sorry. I'll be right there. Oh, the, uh, the, uh, there's a long line. <laughs> there ain't no fucking line. You're lying. Oh, sorry, man. I gotta go, bro. Remember that fucking next teller that bitch was bright orange, dude? It looked like it looked like you they had it colored because it looked like you were gonna need to be rescued. Like, anytime you get that bright colored shit, bro, that's fucking a lot of real poor like sail racks have like real colorful, bright shit. Like, oh, look at this. Uh, don't you want this hot orange? And that shit is hot orange. Like the hottest orange you could get is $3, $3 $3.40 for this. 7XL. uh, And it's like a fucking V-neck, V-neck in the front, turtleneck in the back. You're like, what? And it's hot, hot orange, bro. And it's always usually, it's only a black dude could wear it. Let's be honest, bro. Only a black dude could wear it. And they'll look good in it, man. It'll be triple lime. That's the color. You'll see on the thing. It'll be bright, bright green. The kind of shit like you can't. The guy, like if you drive past it on the interstate, it's obviously the definite manager of the guy who is doing the construction. It's that. It's like triple lime. And it's size 14, double medium, bro. And that bitch got two arms in the front. It's got an arm out the back. For exhaust, like heat exhaust, this shit is, I don't know what we're talking about. Bright colors. They got bright colored shit. And it's mostly, it's predominantly a lot of times for the urban community. Let's be honest, bro. Because they look good in it. You know? If white people wear really bright color shit, it look like they need to be rescued. For real talk. It look, black people wear something. Oh, that's triple lime. Oh, Ernie got that triple lime hitter on. Oh, oh. he must be getting married, you know. Oh, he got that triple lime fucking overcoat with that double vanilla cummerbund, bro. Oh, he must be he must be doing a wedding. But if a white dude goes with that bright shit, they look it's definitely rescue only. Uh, You know, that shit looks rescue only. Let's take a call that came in as always. The hotline, 985 664 9503. Gang, gang, what's up, man? This is Dusty from Leesburg, Georgia. What's up, Dusty, over there in Leesburg, huh? And Leesburg, Georgia. And that is, um, man, that sounds like a small place. That sounds like a kind of place where everybody kind of, you know, where the water fountain is, you know? It sounds like you could definitely could find a wishing well over there. Beautiful. Onward brother.
2: I just want to call in with some thoughts on the coronavirus. I'm uh, kind of sick of this half apocalypse. Everything shut down, half still going to work, paying my bills, which I am appreciative of because I understand there's a lot of people out there without work, not able to pay their bills. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm just sick of fledgling in the middle here. We need to choose the side. Either everything just needs to go back to how it was and we figure the shit out that way. Or we go full fucking apocalypse and we get a couple of doom buggies and a couple of sets of shoulder pads start shaving our heads in the <laughs> Mohawks and speaking in simpler languages.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, man, I, I look, there's that Everybody. That's what I'm saying where everybody's a lesbian. You know what I'm saying? You fold your your nuts into something, and then you next thing you know, you got some vajuts down there, and everybody's a everybody's a let do mohawks on everybody. You know what I'm saying? Ladies, trim your tits down. Guys, sharpen up your lower ribs and expose them, bruh, and let's fucking go toe to toe. I'm look. There's something to be said. There's a there's there's I think that seed is that that seed lives in a lot of us somewhere. That element of anarchy, you know what I'm saying? We got that fucking violent onion smelling up our insides. You know that thing is in there, and that does a lot of people who are, who are who are kind of like, ah, eh, society shm society They don't feel that the you know the Jam or the you know the this this human gumbo that we have going on is the best. um, is the best for it's not the it's not the it doesn't really fulfill their appetite but I feel there's this middle ground thing like okay like okay like I don't have my windows tinted on my uh on my truck right so I'm at that point where I'm like okay do I need to can I go get them tinted or can I break them all out And hire a couple of straight up beautiful ass fucking lean, lean with it, rock with it viettes to hang out the back and shoot with slingshots as I as I as I drive. Like, that's where I'm at. Like, what things do I need to do and what things can I not like? Like, where am I at? Like, okay, can I still go to the grocery or is it okay to just turn my living room into a damn Garden okay cuz i got enough room for three rows of sweet potatoes right in front of the damn uh, ottoman and right before you get to that um dual deck cd uh 10 discer you know i there's it's it, it's just kind of everything's in the middle like what do i i got two sides of my sink in my kitchen like do i still need to just do the dishes at night or do i need to plug both of those bitches up And start raising farm fresh salmon in one half of it. And shrimp in the other. You feel me? You know I was going to have some shrimp. So yeah, there's that middle ground there. It's like, okay. um, Or, you know, am I still married to my wife? Like how weird does shit have to get before I'm just. Like how long does the courthouse have to be closed down before I can just kind of walk on off you know but before the marriage certificate there's nowhere to even go cash that thing in it it's interesting it's interesting because society is just like kind of a, a stack of things that happen you know man gets a little property he gets a wife and then they have a family and then you know enough families needed uh we're, were teaching their kids and say well okay well, let's you know uh we got too many kids let's hire just one person to teach them all and so then then one person was the best the best teacher in the neighborhood became the teacher and the kids all went to her and that's how a school started then you got a school and you say this man over here okay i'm good at making uh boots i'll make all the boots all right cool donnie you do the boots now bucko you the boot man donnie and everybody gets their thing and it builds but then, man, it's definitely, there's a little bit of Jenga in the air. It's like, okay, we've been, there's a lot, it's been, this thing's been, this thing's starting to sway in the wind a little. You know, these stepkids, are they, you know, they're not even really mine at this point. Shit's hitting the fan. They're not doing shit. They, in there, they on the tablets all day. They Every time an orange comes off our orange tree, they get out there and sneak it. You know what I'm saying? Daddy, I don't have any vitamin C. My spine's getting all fucking bent out. Because I don't have the proper vits in me. What's going on? You know, it's, do I still have to be a step parent? Like that, you know, things, it's going to get interesting, man. But I feel you. I wish they would just shut the news down and say, hey, look. It's every man for himself. But then also, that's just a little part of me that wants that. The other part of me is like, "Hey, man, let's get shit back organized," because uh, you know, because people have things that they need. That, you know, people are missing regular things. People are missing their birthdays. They're missing this. I and mean, I was thinking, what? Imagine some kids miss prom this year. Imagine that. Imagine you're in senior year of high school. And they don't have it. Wouldn't that have sucked, man? Senior year. This was it, man. This was you were going to get off and everything was going to happen. You was going to maybe get a little titty or something from your girl Veronica or whatever. Whatever, you know, Varantula, whatever your girl's name was. Keisha, whoever. Whoever cop, you know, whoever's letting loose that evening tit. That little baby milk jug that was gonna let you touch, you know what I'm saying? People had plans. Okay, I'm gonna get, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do well on basketball. I'm gonna get my scholarship. People had plans. What about prom? Think of all the high school seniors are not getting to go to prom this year. No prom. Why? Dude, prom was it? Prom was man. Prom man. Now you can't, how are you going to do, what are you even going to do? you going to order a prom, you going to do Amazon prom. You're going to get, you going to do an Amazon prom and they're going to bring you a little, it's just a little box. And they got a, you know, they got a bunch of liquor in there and you, and you just have to drink it real early and then listen to some music that you don't remember. And then they just, they also in there, there's a picture of you just, and it's just, you got a vomit in your buddy's car. And then they already put the picture, a picture together of you just passed out. And your girlfriend's driving you home because you passed out in the back because your boy Lance gave you a couple hits of bad acid, bro. A couple bootleg shit his cousin made, man. That little fucking paper mache, you know, kaleidoscope starter. It's just, I don't know. Just a ama- but, yeah. It's like uh, think about all the things you were that could be affected and that are being affected. A, you know, there's just it's it's so interesting. I mean, all the different down to the minutia of things, the little things. Somebody had a, pl- a trip planned to 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 to, to uh, engage themselves, to get engaged to someone asking to marry, to do family, start family, you know. And now that's been postponed. Okay, our trip. I don't know. Do I still? And now we're fighting. And now what did the and now we might not even be together. What the hell? What the hell, Charleash? We was supposed to if this was going to be something. We was going to Barbados. You know, we had two first-class tickets to Barbados and we was going to be lovers, you know? And now we fucking fighting. So it's just it's interesting, man. It's interesting. And also, it's interesting how many things we expected. You know, how much I expected. Well, I expected things to be the same. Oh, I didn't realize I was living in in, in this system of like, um, of needs and wants. I was, you know, this human created cosmo of society and now it's Mother Nature. Play. You ever played Uno and Mother Nature just plays that... Uh. What is it called? Skip Bow? Yeah, I think let me see what it's called. Skip Bow. Yeah, remember that? Skip Bow. I think it was like Uno or something. And, but then somebody played Skip Bow and the whole shit changed. Whatever plans you had, I'm going to do three of a kind, seven of a kind. I'm going to touch somebody's ass when the power goes out and then steal a couple cards and cheat. People had plans, but then, and then somebody played skip bow or it was in the deck. Now what? Now what? And you find out somebody's been touching your ass. Now what? And that's what we're doing. Mother nature said, hey, you didn't see I got this card. You didn't see that I, that there's. You living out here on my titty, on my belly. Y'all been out here doing this and doing NASCAR and doing, uh, you know, hedge funds and fucking threesomes and all of that. Y'all doing that on my ass, on my backside, on my front side, on my side side. And suddenly, man, there's some realism. Hmm. OK, there's somebody else playing ball here. There's something else at work. That's nature, man. It's fascinating, really. But the levels, the levels of people that people are dealing with this at and the different things and and how people are handling it, it's all pretty fascinating. I think it's really fascinating, honestly. Um, I think it's very fascinating. Uh, Let's take another call right here that came in. But first, I want to let you know that Bespoke Post just sent me a beautiful traveling bag. You know, traveling is something that is has been around since the beginning of time. If you read even into the Bible or into or hieroglyphics or anything, just a book somebody wrote, you know, thousands of years ago and left on the ground or something, or even if you just put a, pick, pick up a seashell from, you know, the 1300s and listen to that bastard. You will hear uh, you will you will hear a tale of of, of times that were different. And uh, what am I talking about? And the tale I want to tell you about is Bespoke Post. You can start a new routine to upgrade your everyday life with a monthly box of awesome from Bespoke Post. They sent me this beautiful, really bag. If you want to do art, or if you're a doctor. You know, a professional, stylish-looking clutch for a male or a female, but very it has a masculine feel it did to me. So whether you're looking to commemorate an occasion with a champagne saber or toast perfectly aged winter cocktails, Bespoke Post sends guys only the best stuff every month. This box of awesome has you covered from style and grooming goods to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear. Box of Awesome from Bespoke Post has carefully built collections for every part of your life. So if you have a part of your life that could be missing something, Bespoke Post is serving that. Yeah, the latest box I got, I got this this beautiful um this beautiful carrying case. It's a bag. It's like a it's a traveling bag for a man, for a confident male. And it had kind of a canvas siding and these leather straps on top. Beautiful. Make me look like I'm a like I felt like a doctor in like the seven in like the seventy-fives. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel any time. Each box costs only 45 bucks, but has 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 over 70 dollars worth of gear inside. Get $20 off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter code Theo, T-H-E-O, at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code T-H-E-O, for 20% off your first box. Bespoke post, Box of Awesome. Check it out. Today's episode, i got to let you guys know, is brought to you by PowerDot. And you can see here on the YouTubes. And I got this beautiful accoutrement for health. That's what PowerDot is. It puts a modern spin on clinically proven muscle stimulation. It's the world's smartest muscle recovery and performance tool. You know, a lot of times you'll go, you have to, you have to go to a physical therapist to get that stem, that stimulation, they call it stem over there. And they wrap a hot towel around your head and, and, and electrocute you a little bit. It's almost like Guantanamo Bay. But PowerDot, man, they handle it differently. You know, being fit and healthy is the goal, but being sore or in pain from workouts, that's not the goal. So you could spend a ton of money to hire a personal masseuse, or you could do what I did and check out PowerDot. And I'm showing you here, I got it on me. The first of its kind, PowerDot is built around an intuitive mobile app that provides the user with preset programs designed to speed up your recovery, improve athletic performance, reduce pain, and rehab from injury. The app guides you through the process with pre designed programs like massage and pad placement photos for places like your lower back. Imagine being able to treat yourself. You know, we, we we live in a lot more DIY society, especially these days. And PowerDot is exactly that. You know, you can't get out to the place you need to go for your usual stimulation or your physical therapy. Take care of it yourself. Take responsibility. Traveling with PowerDot is extremely convenient, and it's used by the best in the world, athletes throughout the NFL, MLB, NHL, and MLS, as well as Tour de France cyclists and CrossFit athletes. i got to let you know also that this past weekend, listeners, PowerDot is offering our customers a free 30-day trial plus an additional 20% off. That's right. PowerDot is offering our U.S. customers a free 30-day trial plus an additional 20% off. Go to PowerDot, slash T-H-E-O and use the code Theo at checkout for 20% off your order. That's PowerDot.com slash Theo and use the code Theo at checkout for 20% off your order. It's so manageable. Connects to an app on your phone. Take care of yourself. Help yourself recover. It's DIY, man. Thank you. And now, back to the episode. I like this. Mm Mmm. How that goes. Let's take this call, man. Here we go.
2: Hey, Theo. This
0: is Steve
2: from East Prairie, Missouri.
0: What's up, Steve? Uh, East Missouri, man. And I ended up out there in Lake of the Ozarks. And, um... I was supposed to be doing comedy and they didn't tell the motel we were staying at and they had rented the thing out to a damn, um, you know, that little touching festival swingers, bunch of real thick swingers, bro. bunch of damn people just sunburned victims, bro. Bunch of real fucking gristle brothers and sisters, you know, kind of people that'll just kind of sip this, you know, just really just sip the, uh. The kind of people that after a bacon plate is empty, they'll take one of them will take the plate off and just kind of sip sip off or whatever's left in the base of that plate. You know, you know some real bacon sippers. Anyway, onward, brother, gang.
2: I just want to let you know that I'm watching this past weekend tonight, Monday, March 24th. Uh, you for our opinion on the coronavirus, and I wanted to let you know that. It has affected my life some because work has slowed down a lot. People are worried about getting laid off.
0: But at the same time... People are worried about getting laid too. Damn. I'll tell you, coronavirus has locked up all of the huase and air that there ever was, man. JC, bruh. JC to the max, dog. Jesus Christ. homeward. But what were you talking about, brother? I'm not scared because... I have you on this past weekend. And I'm sorry, man. I'm going to go back on your call because I interrupted it kind of with being um, perverse, really. Honestly, man. So let's go again.
2: And I wanted to let you know that it has affected my life some because work has slowed down a lot. People are worried about getting laid off. But at the same time, I'm not scared because I have you on this past weekend and King of the Sting. And everything's been going good as far as I can no, because my kids are going to be taken care of, and everything's just good. I
0: mean, I'm going to interrupt you, man, but because this, you know, when you say your kids are going to be taken care of, that's uh, uh, this is something that a lot of people aren't saying. You know, I see a lot of people right now blaming the government. Oh, the government! We don't have enough masks. We don't have enough masks, boy. Bah! Bah! Where are the? What are you... nobody knew this was going to happen? People say, "Well, they knew," and this and that. And here's the thing: if you have children, if you have yourself, that's your responsibility. The government, it's not the government. The government is just people. It's our responsibility to take care of ourselves. The government is just a little, uh, is just uh, an intricate stack of systems. That's all it is. Run by people, human beings. You don't have, your kid doesn't have a mask. You don't have enough uh, food stuff at the house. That's your fault. I don't have bottled water. I don't have a Kool Aid powder. You know what I'm saying? I don't have a sack of almonds or a sack of um, uh, hazelnuts. That's my fault. Oh, there's not going to be masks for our kids. There's not that. If you're a parent, that's your fault. It's not the government's responsibility to take care of you. You had children. You need to have shit at the house in case they're hungry. I just, this, like, it's just, people share all of this, this man, you, you, they don't, oh, they, they ain't even got the damn, uh. My ch- my boy, little, uh, little Derek, he ain't, he ain't even had a biscuit in a month. We'll fucking get him a biscuit then. You know, I know that there are, like, um, I know that, like, you know, people run out of money. I'm not trying to be insensitive to that. I know that, um, you know, uh, that people don't have unlimited, Um, that people don't have unlimited, uh, what is it called when you hit things, like a group of things. Um, people don't have resources. I know that. But if we're not, if, We have to be prepared for life. I think that's we're. I think we're really lucky right now. A lot of us are getting a learning lesson. Like I don't, you know, I don't have children and this and that. But if I don't, if I'm not prepared, that's my fault. You know, I just get just the finger pointing to me gets really. And, and the news channels, too, you know, I don't watch a lot of the news. I see some of it on my phone and I'll put the apps on and take them off. But um, and on Twitter, just it's like, wow, the if you're the second you start expecting the government to take care of you, you've already lost cat daddy. So, yeah, it's just like what I'm saying is and I need to be more constructive here even for myself. It's our responsibility. If you have a child and your child doesn't, you know, something goes down and you can't, you, you don't have something for your kid. What are you going to look in your kid's eyes? Your kid's like, dad, I don't, dad, I don't. Dad, what about, dad. And you're going to tell your kid, oh, the government, the government. Man, no. You're, you're the government for your child. You're your child's government. So you're Abe, you're Abe Lincoln in your house. So you got to tighten up, you know, and sorry, I didn't mean to jump on, but that shit got me fired. That shit just, man, it boils my, it boils my beef, bro. It just boils my beef, man. When everybody, they, you know, they should have, people should, why didn't we, we should have done this? Well, I'm telling you, wait, nah, it's our, as a human I'm not going to lay there on my deathbed and be like, oh, man, the government didn't. They didn't have enough mass for this or that. They didn't have enough. oatmeal. they didn't. I didn't get that bag of oatmeal from them. Well, well, bruh, Get your oatmeal. This is a practice run for everybody. If shit got really, really wild. If the interstate turns into a damn water slide. It could get wild, man. So I'm just saying this is. You're your kid's government. It's our responsibility, man. I'm rambling, but you know what you feel what I'm saying. I just don't like that extra blame shit, man. I just don't like it. And I know that. that I'm not saying people don't need to be subsidized and it's not helpful. And this is a great time to help each other. But, you know, just that, that man brought it up that. You know, he is fortunately feeling okay, and, you know, his kids are okay. And we have to be our own governments as well. You know, this is teaching me. I have to prepare. I have to have the things in place that I need. And I'm grateful that there's this grace period of time when things are comfortable enough. The, 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 the There's still enough money where there's still enough of a, a, a government can give people money. Man, we're really fortunate right now. You know, I don't know if this is happening in every country around the world, but I know that in America right now that the government is saying, hey, we're going to mail you some money. Man, I'm pretty fortunate. I need to work on my gratitude, man. Yeah, I didn't mean to get all just shit got me bent up, man. Um, But anybody could get it, okay? Oh, I can roller skate. You know, my my dad used to roller skate. I can't get it. You could get it, wheels. All right? You could get it out there. And who the fuck is still roller skating, bro? You could get it. Mm. Man, I'll tell you this. Something I've been doing at the house is... uh Dude, how crazy is it that just being at home, suddenly I'm like a chef. I'm doing... Dude, I got uh carrots over here. I got half of a fucking... Filipino backstrap over there grilling on the um on the broiler plate. I got I'm making caramel sauce. I'm doing this. I'm looking up recipes. I got monk fruit sugars. I'm doing everything. I don't even know what was going on. Dude, the the only recipe I've even had for the past couple years that uh, almond butter right out the jar into the old front hole, brother. That was my one of my fancier recipes. But now I'm doing it all. I got a couple, I got a little bit of a um you know, I got a steak, a steak shank. And I'll shank that bitch up. You know what I'm saying? I got one of those kind of kill it yourself kits where they send you the meat and you get to stab it a few more times and then it shows you how to uh defur it and grill it. You know, they got all kind of ways you can get your stuff now. But if you want to do this, they got to, you know what I'm saying. I'm over here slicing up garlic. I'm over here. I got half a thing of Copenhagen in the skillet, and another and a quarter of a Zen in my in my jaw, and I'm doing different stuff, you know. Suddenly I'm fucking chef boyard. Damn, bro, he's good. So, all right, let's take another call here that came in. Uh, here we go.
2: Hey, what up, CEO and the whole This Past Weekend gang? This is Matt from Fort Worth. and
0: What's up, Matt from Fort Worth? Uh, thank you for calling, brother. Onward.
2: I was calling because in your podcast, I just heard you were asking how we're doing in the rest of America throughout all this virus shenanigan. And I just wanted to say, it's really not that bad. Like, I work in metal recycling serving the public all day I'm handling people's driver's license I'm shooting the shit with them on the loading dock and you know all they do is run around junkyard to junkyard buying stuff I take it from them, or you know buy it from them. I don't take it from anyway the whole thing is I've been in direct contact with people non-stop strangers all the time for weeks and months ever since it started and I'm not sick I got a little baby who's five months old at home I haven't transmitted any disease to her
0: okay there you go, right there, Metal Matt. And he's working over there at the aluminum factory. And I used to do, man, I and I I remember your kind, Matt. I've been around you guys because I used to ride my bike on the weekends. And I would go get cans and anything metal. You know, I used to tie a wagon up behind my bike, me and my boy Summerall, bro. And he had some, um, you know, RIP, bro. He's not dead, but he's, you know, he never really was. Like a hundred percent alive, even when I met him as a, as a uh, as a child. But he, um, we used to tie a wheelbarrow the two back, you know, the prongs of a wheelbarrow. We would tie each one to the back of our bike, so the wheelbarrow was facing the other way, and we would double, we would both bike, and we'd go all around stacking cans, getting getting cans from in the woods everywhere, any type of metal can, uh, anything that was metal, fucking half a baby crib, bruh. You know what I'm saying? Cut off the bottom, leave the baby sitting there, and the wheels and shit, the metal parts, take that. You know, anything that was metal, dude, we'd get over by the school, and sometimes at the bottom of the doors at school, they'd have these metal plates on the door, and you could pry those off. Um, and we'd throw those in there, and we'd roll over to the aluminum. It would take us three days. Have a stack of cans, man, all kinds of uh, metals in there. You know, all kind of anything that was metal. You know, little statues of little bullshit. You know, they'd have a little statue of a fucking uh, Sherwin Williams or a little statue of, um, you know, uh, Harry Connick Jr. You know, of uh, one that was made out of pure metal. And we'd take that bitch and roll it over there. And we roll up, dude, we were so tired, we could barely move that bike, man. Barely, just my thighs were just pumping, just sexy, just, god damn, bro. Looked like just two beautiful fucking turkey legs that a, that a king would eat. And we'd get that bike over there to the aluminum, and it was just a basically a van, like somebody had a van, and it said, we buy metal, and it had a scale out there. And we put that shit on a scale and they would give us about, man, damn, probably 45 cents. Almost killed myself, dude, trying to get all of that shit. So I know you're kind, man. But yeah, you guys are good people and and I'm glad y'all are doing well, man. I'm glad you guys are doing well. It, yeah, some, it's, it, this, that's what I'm saying. This is that hide-and-go-seek disease, man. And some people are getting it and some people are not, man. So it's definitely been interesting. I do want to call a guy. Uh you know, and I was thinking about this uh the other day and and um and a lot of uh listeners reached out <sighs> sorry, I gotta relax a little. Getting kind of excited. <sighs> uh my boy Trick Long Mickey. And you know everybody knows Mickey, man, he got those new air sacks. He got those O2 sip hitters, you know them inner tits, bruh. Those wet markets, bruh. You know what I'm talking about, lungs. Those fucking rib cage wet markets, and he got um, and he had a rare disorder, and he's been a part of this program for maybe a year and a half, two years now. But I wanted to ch- check in with Mickey and see how he's doing in this time. And I think that that could give us all a little bit of insight into uh, what some people's lives are like. So, gang, let me call them right now. Hello? Mickey. See
3: you. How are you doing, man?
0: What's up, man? Thank you for... uh. Thanks for answering the phone, man. How are you?
3: Man, I've been doing good, dude. I've been doing good. I've uh been kind of on the road actually from my house for the past three weeks and uh, actually today was my first back home, uh first back day home because my mom was actually out on a cruise about four weeks ago. So I had to I had to abandon here and I tell it out before I if she had corona man.
0: Oh, your mother was on a cruise ship?
3: Yeah, about four weeks ago when this all happened. And, you know, that was during, like, while she was on the cruise ship. That's when it actually got registered as a national pandemic. And I was like, all those ships were being held up at port. And so it was not a good time to be around when she got back. And she knew and understood that. So she, she was okay with that, you know.
0: Wow, man. Yeah, I know we were texting just the other day about uh, about jumping on the phone. And, um yeah, I didn't know that. So So when she came home, were you able to just, like easily spend time with her or how how uh how rare is this for you because you know just catching up some of our listeners uh you know you had a lung transplant so do do, do your doctors tell you like you have to be more careful like what is sort of the um the suggestions that you get
3: yeah absolutely man um basically it's kind of weird like it's back, back then about three four weeks ago it was really inconclusive. it was just general boilerplate and it's like you know, always wear your mask. We are, I have this mask that I always wear. You know, be washing your hands, try not to touch your face. You know, don't don't be in large uh, large groups of people. You know, and in this case, though, is kind of like you know, if my mom has it, then I can't even live with her. And so, in order to be as diligent as possible, I basically have been staying for these past three weeks, like at Airbnb's, hotels
0: yeah i saw on your instagram there was a picture or it might have been i think it was instagram yeah there was a picture of you like or a video is you just getting to a place or leaving a place um so you just been on the run because you had to stay away from your mom just in case she was exposed
3: yeah that's right uh, man and i know that a lot of people would think like man you know why don't you go kick a friend or something and what's really interesting about that and this is nothing against my friends but I think you can understand this, Theo, with your sister. It's like a lot of people in general are just not very health conscious and that's not their fault. But if I live with anybody, it means that they then inherently have to take on my same living habits. You know, for them, it might be okay that they go to the grocery store. But for me, it's not right now.
0: Wow. Yeah, that it is really wild. Um. Yeah, so it's like you have to live with somebody or everyone really does like... Has to live with somebody who their behaviors are gonna are are the, exactly what your behaviors are or or at least are behaviors that you are comfortable with.
3: I think so, yeah. And being, I think that elderly especially, and and I mean definitely immunosuppressed, and for sure with a lung issue, it's just the fact that man, like I haven't there were there were days when I was in these B and B's and I didn't even see a person. You know, I would just I'd go walk in a park or something, but. I didn't, I wouldn't even see people just extreme isolation.
0: And you're a real social guy, man. I mean, that, do you feel like that was kind of bumming you out socially, like outside of like, um, you know, like, uh, you know, having to be probably more health conscious than the rest of us just, you know, because of your immune system, were you, were you feeling like a social depression at all?
3: Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah. I mean, yesterday or yeah, yeah, it was yesterday (laughs) when I got back to my house and, I was driving and literally listening to my own music, and the sun was out, and I was already getting just feeling so good, man, just to even be out yeah. <laughs> be out of the house and stuff. So, um, absolutely. It, but you know what? It gives me, I don't mean to be cliche, but it really gives me a lot of perspective again, where I'm like, man, I, I get to go back home. And I was just really excited about that. And, you know, the amount of perspective that I feel like it gives, and I think it gives all of us after this is all done. You know, I think that we will, at least for a time, the first few times, first couple of weeks, yeah. we'll be like, man, we've made it through and now I get to be with my friends. And, you know, it sounds weird, but it's like I get to work, oh, you know, yeah. like something that people don't want to do typically or, you know, we got to break, you know, we got to make money to get bread and everything. But, you know, now it's going to be like, I, I actually get to be able to do that mm. because there are just so many people out there that's really, that are really suffering.
0: Yeah, man, that's man. That's a great point, dude. Yeah. A lot of people. It's like I think. Yeah, I think it, if if we look at it the right way, then it's really a great opportunity to say, man, I get to do these things. I get to see my mom. You know, I get to, uh, you know, go fishing with my friend. I get to go to work today. You know, I get to go. And even if my job isn't my favorite job, like I get to go do it
3: yeah oh absolutely man and you know i have i have a friend who uh he was in disneyland when this all happened right and he got it got canceled and you know, he posting on a Facebook, gay
0: guy so. or not a lot because <laughs> I'm just saying bro. I got a, all my gay friends. No joke, dude. They fucking all been talking about Disneyland. It's all they <laughs> it's like constantly. I'm like, dude, y'all need to fucking chill, bro.
3: That's hilarious, man. But yeah, so he was over there and, you know, and I saw him make this Facebook post where he was like, man, if it's another going to be another two, two months of this or something, I'm going to drive be driven crazy. And I just told him, I was like, man, you know. Just try to think for a second, like boredom is at the least of your concerns right now. If you really think about it again, like have some perspective, man. It's you were in Disneyland, bro. Like that's <laughs> yeah, as good yeah, as it gets, yeah. you know, like you, you're crazy. What are you
0: talking about? But you, and you said that over text yesterday, you're like, dude, imagine if you, you've been on a transplant list for years or months or whatever, and you're oh finally at the, at the opportunity. And then this happens and it's secondary to 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 the national crisis. That's
3: crazy. God. It's so it, it would seem so abysmal, right? And at the same time, again, it's just to. It, I don't want to sound cliche as always, but man, you, I I call my dad every day. You know, my dad's elderly. He's he's eighty. You know, I'm wow. like I just hoping hoping things don't take him. I call him every day. I yeah. try to try to call my loved ones and tell them I love them, man. I got a friend right now. He went into the ER. He lives in Detroit. You met him briefly. My best friend, Sammy. Oh yeah. I met him when you guys at the comedy club. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, man. And so anyways, he, uh, you know, he went in for a cast can today. They think that he might have mild COVID. It's yeah. like, this is hitting a lot of people, man. You just got to tell him you love them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, you've always been really like a, kind of like a perspective gadget bro if you were like a cartoon character i think it would be um, (laughs) perspective gadget dude mickey man thanks so much for being supportive and everything and we got to get you in here next time you're in town and uh and and sit and chat and and uh again man thank you so much dude and and be safe and and let's stay in touch
3: i'd love that T. all right man much love dude
0: all right gang bro all right wow interesting you know, he had because he Mickey had cystic fibrosis in his lungs, and that's when you have just bad lungs, and this, you know, really, you don't even, you know, his lungs. If you look back at some of our old episodes and stuff, he really had a tough go of it. But he, you know, he was on the transplant list, and he got them bags, and and he really got tightened up, and so, uh, you know, he really is a beacon of of perspective. Um because he's been at literally loitering at death's doorstep before. You know, he's been remember remember them people that come to your house to sell magazines or something. Hey, we got these magazines. You need outdoor life. You need uh fishing only. You know what I'm saying? You need fucking Star Wars magazine monthly. Get it while it's hot. And um he was like he was like met the magazine man on death's doorstep. Just milling around out there, so, um, and so we're grateful that uh that he answered our call. I'd give you some tour dates, but I don't have any, and it's because nobody has any. That's why. You know, we had that uh, uh that show in which am call it? got canceled, and that was in Nashville, and we'll figure it out in the future. Um, I want to let you know right now about BetterHelp. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. And BetterHelp is, you know, it's, it's what it is, man. It's a tough time. If you need some counseling, you need somebody to talk to. You need a lover. You need somebody with ears and a heart. Then BetterHelp can help. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating with your therapist in under 24 hours. So it really is, it's almost an emergency care. You know, it's not a crisis line, uh, and it's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counselor network, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You know, I've talked about my experience on it and BetterHelp, and they wild. You know, you can call them, you can text them. You get on there, it's pretty easy, and you figure out, okay, how do I get a therapist? And next thing you know, they call you. Diana gives you a ring, or they match you up with Anthony, or um, Cristobal, or whoever, and you have a therapist, and you see how you communicate with them. Do you do it over text? Do you do it over voice? Do you do it over video? It's affordable, more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Right now, you can visit BetterHelp.com slash Theo, T-H-E-O, that's Better H-E-L-P, and join the over 500,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for this past weekend listeners, get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com Theo. All right, let's get into another call here.
2: Hey, Theo, this is Kenneth from Gainesville, Georgia.
0: Hey, Kenneth over there in Gainesville, Georgia. People don't even know that that's a place, and it is. Onward.
2: And, you know, I just got some some life advice questions right now, you know. um, Right now, I'm working at Domino's as a delivery driver.
0: Oh, yeah. And I do enjoy the Domino's, um, their, uh, thin crust more.
2: And uh, I feel like an absolute bum. Uh, I'm 19 years old, and I feel like I'm not doing anything with my life. You know, I tried to go to college for performing arts. Honestly, I didn't get my thoughts together before I tried to leave this message. I'm going to call back and try again later.
0: Well, that's okay, man. You know what, man? I don't think any call has ever reminded me more. Of myself, man. Than this one, you know. You call, you don't have a plan, and you get there, and you realize you don't have a plan, and you just—you didn't give up, though. You said I'll call again. Um, you know, and all, and, and not just that, this, this stuff too. You know, Mickey just touched on it. Trick lung, Mickey, with those fucking new inner hitters. Got he 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 got verbal on this, Daddy. He said that, you know, it's a perspective time. Now you get to do something. Now before, if you did magic, everybody's like, oh, look at this bitch. You know, with that little bit of hand, hide and go seek, he's doing. This dude's really just a burglar, bro. He's stealing shit. But the truth is, he does magic. But before, people talking shit. But now, maybe the, now the magician says, hey, I get to, I do magic. You know, now people are going to come out of this roaring out of the cave. You know, we were all at a purr before. Oh, I don't really care about my I don't know what I do. There's no now we're with a purr puss. You feel me? Oh, that worked out well. You know what I'm saying? We come out with a roar. So yeah, you a delivery guy, man. You running hot pie. You running hot pie, brother. Not anybody could do that. Don't, don't, don't think you're not special. Cause you over there slanging HPs, bruh. People want you always around. Do you the total opposite of the police, bruh. People always welcome you with that twelve inch, that sixteen inch, bruh. With that, you know, the side thing of cinnamon tots, daddy you know you have you you, you, but you but you're also no matter what you do when you show up you if you show up with that purpose be that bad be a performing artist pie guy show up with that pie and deliver the rap be a little slice bro dirty slice you know what I'm saying a little sauce be fucking little uh, you know a little nasty a little anchovy or medium bro be medium but I'm saying is you you know what I'm saying you you show up and and if you get like a you get a side skill or something ready for yourself say you learn a rap learn a riddle knock knock who's there bruh damn dog meat lovers son you know what I'm saying punch, you know what I'm saying fill your fill your hand with sausage and punch yourself in the fucking face bruh what I'm saying is have a plan yeah you just delivering pie but it's still you showing up. Yeah, you're behind the pizza. You might deliver something to damn whoever. You might you're over there in Atlanta, you might deliver some shit to freaking um uh Vander Holyfield. You might deliver some shit to little um little uh you know, little Khalifa or whatever. And he might say, Oh, I love this guy. You no, know, sure it's just the pie, but you you're showing up with it. I don't care what it is. You know we got to remember that. Yeah, I I, I bring humor sometimes, and and fucking kind of Kleenex as well. A lot of other times, but still, it's me, the person that shows up with whatever I'm bringing. You know, it's the you know yeah the waitress brings your food, but a lot of times the food's only going to get me so far. There's a human on the other end of that arm, on the other end of that hand that just dropped that plate off at my table, and that person, I might there there could be a lifelong Relationship or connection there, whereas the the relationship I'm going to have with this food is going to be brief. Um, I'm not preaching at you, man. I'm just saying. You know, you don't know sometimes where the path that you're on is going to lead you, and you also don't notice. Like I, I remember, I quit comedy. Well, I didn't quit, but I just. I kind of just, well, I was in love with the girl back at home and I went home. I wasn't, I mean, I was in love, but I also was just in, I was afraid that she was banging other people and I got scared. And I went back there to Louisiana and I was tending bar at a Mexican restaurant. And I broke a damn uh, margarita machine. I only worked three shifts or actually, I probably worked about 30 shifts and I broke a fucking margarita machine that probably cost about $1,800. And I still feel bad about that, but. Um, And I think I probably lied about it. I didn't lie about it, but I put all the parts back in there and just kind of pretended like they, like it still was okay or something. But but what I'm what I'm trying to say is, man, you know, it took something, you know, I worked there. It was fine. And they had stages in New Orleans and I got up on stages in New Orleans and I didn't think I was going to keep doing comedy, but I kept doing it and, and eventually, you know, I ended up back out here in Los Angeles. And it was only for about six months that I was there. But, but I didn't know exactly at the time. So you got into performing arts. You weren't sure. Right now, you you know, you perform in pies. You slinging circle fucking snacks, man. You're fine. You're going to be okay. Uh, but you don't know if in the future, next, you know what I'm saying? You might start a business with the performing pie guys. Where you the each pie comes with a performance dude I would love that I would love to know that whoever's bringing my pie for an extra ten dollars I'm about to get that that audio fucking that dance concept hitter you know you might be that and what I'm saying is it takes these elements it takes these things you know it takes the world to set these these things on your scale like okay you could you know i need you to be doing pies i need you to you know try school performing arts but that doesn't work and i need this and and then eventually you see what the world has put on your plate and you say oh okay i'm going to put these things together and this is going to be what i'm going to serve you know um and plus right now postmates they're the hottest people in the land people want to talk about the front lines of surgeons and something Somebody carving into somebody's ass to get a damn uh, giblet or something, but the real hitters out there are Postmates people. You got a guy, you know what I'm saying, elbow crawling up to your front door, risking his lung life just so you could have a damn, uh, um, you know, three inch with no cheese on them. <laughs> You got a little urban girl out there, a little charquette, and she got, you know what I'm saying? She's fucking down there. She's wearing a football helmet to, to fight the virus, and she's out there, and she rolling up in a um Dodge. You know what I'm saying? And she fucking humming a couple of damn uh, you know, cinnamon hotcakes out of her car out that side window, bruh. Just trying to make eleven dollars, trying to make six dollars. Risking her life, so you could have a little a morning snack. I mean, these are the real frontliners, people doing food delivery. You got a guy over here. He don't even. He wrapped his whole car in visqueen. He can't even read. He don't even have a driver's license, and he's over here, and he and he's uh he's grilling Chile quiles in the back seat. And he sets sets it on the hood of his car and then he drives the car right up to your front door. And you reach out there and leave him, you know, $7 on the front, on the hood. Hey, put it under the hood. I'll get it later, all right? You know, you got a dude, he don't even have a car. He works for Postmates, bro. He worked for Post Maybe, this dude. You don't even know if he's going to fucking show up. You ever got that, dude? You know what I'm saying? It's fucking nine fifteen PM. He tells you little Anthony. He tells you he's on his way. Next thing you know, this dude's on a damn fucking bird scooter or something. He's on that fucking nine speed, bro. And he he got a damn uh, you know, he got a, a half a cup of soup under his arm, trying to get it to you, trying to serve up a little minestrone for you because he cares about you. I mean, these are the frontline workers, people. We got to take care of each other. That's all I'm saying. Um, what else do we have, man? What else do we have? Um, let me take a call here that came in 985-664-9503. Theo Nick, what
2: up, boys? Hey, this is uh this is Justin calling from Jackson, Tennessee, man.
0: What's up, Justin calling from Tennessee, man? Thank you for calling. And RIP Pat Summit. You know what I'm saying? One of the fucking most gangsta lesbians in the game, bro. Won two thousand straight games. Was banging out them Winston's. Freaking died right after she quit playing, bro. Retired, bro. Gang shit onward, brother.
2: I'm a uh, I'm a UPS driver, and uh, man, you asked uh, you know how we were feeling about this, this corona deal on the, on your last podcast, and uh, man, I think I'm kind of like you, man. I just ain't really worried about it, you know. I got a, I got a two year old, and uh I got another little baby girl coming in. Hi, you know, and it is what it is. But, dude, uh, I feel like a damn superhero out here, man. I'm just damn, you know, just ninja chopping this shit out of the sky. Everybody looked at me, so everybody shut down in my hometown, you know. People like, man, who is this? Damn. Hey Crusader, in all brown, coming out here delivering my stuff. And I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It makes me feel good, you know. I ain't gonna let it beat me. I tell you that much right now. You feel me? I ain't gonna let it hold me down. But uh, yeah, it's cool, man. You know, everything's all good. Got to stay positive. We're gonna come out the other side of it. So.
0: Gang, bro. I love that, man. I love your attitude. Yeah, I'm not gonna let it beat me. You know, that's a decision you can make easily. People want to lay down. People want to blame the point. This fame, but do are you, are you prepared? Are you going to let it beat you? That's the thing. Because if you're going to let it, if you've already decided that, you, that that's an option for it to beat you, then it'll find, then it, something will find a way. If it ain't, if it ain't Corona, it's something, something else will get, find a way to get you. You've already decided in your head I love it, man. And you guys are Cape Crusaders, dude. I'm not joking. I saw the UPS guy yesterday, and I, dude, he was blasting some fucking uh, Travis Scott. He was living it, and I was like, "Dang, man, this dude is a legend. This dude is out here like Book of Eli out here. This guy's like Five will goes west. They out here, man. So, gang, man, you stay brave, man, and stay out there." And um, and thank you for calling, man. Thank you for calling, brother. Um, let's take a call right here that came in. 985
2: Hey there, Theo. This is Joey from Colorado. I just wanted to give you a call. Love the podcast. Just wanted to uh, give you, you know, ask you a little question. During this time of the Rona, you're trapped inside, not going out too much. And I know usually you get your inspiration from everyday events. I was wondering how you're getting your inspiration out, and if you are writing during your time of solitude, and uh, how difficult is it for you to actually get that inspiration and come up with ideas. So I know I know that shit can be difficult, just popping stuff out your ass, you know? So,
0: Gang, brother, yeah. I agree, man. It can be difficult, and um, where's my inspiration coming from? You know, I'm feeling right now, I'm not really trying to think of funny jokes. I'm, I'm just trying to take care of myself. You know, I am uh, I'm trying to take care of myself. I'm 35 days off of cigarettes. So thank God for that right now. So I'm feeling grateful for that. Um, you know, I've been doing yoga. I started seeing a chiropractic. Uh, and I'm just trying to relax, man. I'm trying to get some perspective back in my life I'm trying to get some gratitude You know, I need those things And I really had lost them The past six, nine months Uh, I just had lost a lot of them I didn't mean to I just was so busy I didn't have any It was hard to grasp my own life You know And and here I was living my dreams And it was just hard to grasp it So I'm grateful to have this time For a little bit of reflection Um I'm grateful right now that I can put food on my table and I can, uh, you know, I know I can pay my rent next month. Um, You know, I'm grateful that I have, I know there's people that love me and I know I can care about them and I can reach out. And that's the only things I'm thinking about right now. I've been doing some yoga by myself. You know, it's been a good time for me to find things to put back on my own plate. Like I used to love going to the gym for myself. I wasn't doing it to like, you know really look I was just doing it because I loved it and I think overall with a lot of things I was burnt out you know I haven't even felt like getting on stage I haven't felt like being on stage for a while I haven't been up to the comedy store even before I'd only been there about two or three nights in about three months before it was closed Um, because I was working out of town so much and, and I just was tired so you know I'm I'm trying to I'm doing meditation. I'm doing fifteen. I'm almost I'm almost up to 15 minutes of meditation per day. So um and I'm working stronger on trying to focus more on my AA program, and that's what I'm doing. I've been rolling my body out, bro. That's been a new thing. Using that foam roller like everywhere, bro. I'm talking rolling the front of my arms, the side, like things that hurt. Rolling my chest out. I mean, I can put my arm almost kind of straight. So those have been things that I've been doing, man, to stay busy and stay. Uh, just kind of stay. That, like my inspiration will come if I take care of myself. And I hadn't felt like I've been taking care of myself for a while. So, um, yeah, I'm just trying to find the joys in this, the little joys. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's take another call that came on here, gang brother.
4: Yo, this is your boy D. U. Nut from Grand Rapids.
0: Oh, uh, you're gonna catch a lot of flack for that. What's up, D? Let's hear, baby gang, onward.
4: I uh, just wanted to say I really appreciate the way you've been stepping up your game uh, with the podcast over these hard times, man. It's always good to hear your voice.
0: Oh, uh, thanks, man. That's nice you to say that, man. You know, I'm trying to feel good, and I'm trying, and I, yeah, and I love it when uh you know, I get these voicemails and people calling, and we get to see what's going on, and you know, I do feel a sense of connection, man, and I really, man, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I needed to hear that. I'm grateful for that. Onward.
4: But I got a question for you. Uh, what are people doing to stay connected uh, to their support groups during these hard times, man? Stress is up and. We're out here fighting to stay sober, and man, I got a call last week, and they said that all of my meetings were canceled. So uh, I'm a leader at Celebrate Recovery, and I was like, well, we can't have that. So I got some of the guys together over a phone call, and we had a meeting, and it turned out really well. But uh, just wondering what other people are doing to stay connected.
0: Thanks for the question, man. I, I was fixing my hair there as well while I was listening, but I was listening. Um, you know, a lot of recovery groups seem to be doing Zoom meetings right now. And Zoom is really, really taken off. People are using that as a form to com- to connect for everything. Talking to family, uh, you know, and, and specifically for recovery. Um, you know, I've gotten a lot of messages and DMs from people that are struggling, and, and thank you for those. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to share my just my experience and, I'm trying to stay sober myself, and, you know, we do what we can. And, uh, but, you know, it's easy for me to say, oh, the Zoom meetings are dumb or they're not the same, and that's fine. It's easy for me to say anything is dumb, but, um, but I believe that if you, if, you, if you want something to work for you, it will work for you. So a lot of it, again, is just going down in perspective. And so that's all I'm doing, man, is going to some Zoom meetings, um, keeping in touch with other guys and trying to stay out of the headspace of oh this these programs don't work this stuff doesn't work oh here's an excuse or um and it's hard man it's been hard dude you know I struggled recently with just looking at escorts and pornography that that stuff really snuck back into me about maybe a couple of weeks ago and uh and so i, I that's one thing it's been tough because um it's just so much idle time so much time by yourself. And so, you know, I'm hoping to start, you know, maybe go to some uh, new type of meetings and stuff. Or uh, I got to get a new blocker on my phone. Um, because pornography, I noticed for me, is the biggest um, catalyst for other other things. Once I start looking at porn, then I'll start, it just makes me want to do all kind of trouble. You know, may want to break in the building or do a cocaine or something. You know, or do a, uh, you know, or see somebody's ass or something that I don't know. So that's, you know, I noticed really that it's such a catalyst for other things. So that's something I got to make sure I nip out of my butt, um, bud, nip out of my butt immediately. What the F, bro? Man, I'm, I'm happy to be here today. Oh, and one other thing I want to say, uh. One cool thing about Zoom meetings with recovery right now is you can go to ones in different cities and states. So if you live in New Orleans, you could go to a meeting in you could go to the Bread and Roses meeting on Saturday at 10:30 a.m. in Los Angeles, which is a really popular and famous and interesting meeting. You could go to a, a, a an Atlantic group meeting in um in New York City. So there's really some, you know, if you are in a small place or something and you don't know about recovery, suddenly, or you haven't been in big recovery meetings or something, you can suddenly be in a, in a meeting um, with that may have different speakers and real fancy, you know, polished well speakers in them. So that's amazing. And that's, that's, that's one of the gifts of right now is this Zoom boom gang. All right. We're going to do a Patreon question that came in. And we changed Patreon this week. You can check it out. Uh, If you want, you can go to the Patreon and check it out. Um, And I want to thank all of our supporters. Um, And uh, one of the questions that came in, this is from um, Dini. What's up, Theo? Passover is coming up this week. I wanted to know if you ever attended a Passover Seder or had any Jewish friends. Gang, gang from Israel. Oh, thank you, Dini. And I've never been to Israel, but... um, Israel, but I've always wanted to go. I've heard really interesting things about it. Um, yeah I oh yeah my one of my best friends lives upstairs from me and he is Jewish I think he's hundred percent Jewish and um and so his family has long invited me over over the past few years within the past decade even for different type of uh Yiddish feasts. And uh, get-togethers, and you know, um, reading of religious texts and stuff like that, and uh, great company, good times, some of the worst food, but uh, but I love a lot of the tradition, um, and or just like more simple. I'm from Louisiana, so I'm from Louisiana. I'm from Louisiana. I'm from Louisiana. Um. So yeah, some of the food you're just like, damn, this ain't a food, you know. This a damn pickle, bro. You know, you got, you know, you got 19 people, you know, divvying up a pickle as an appetizer. Like, come on, bro, this ain't even. Um, but yeah, a lot of good times, man. Some really, really fun times. Yeah, I have a. It's it's crazy, especially living out in Los Angeles. You meet a lot of J's, bro. You get Jade up, you know. You get a lot of Jewish friends, and so. um yeah, it's crazy because a lot of my really best friends out here are Jewish, so I, I've been to some feasts over the years, um, and it's always been a blast. Sometimes you got the little hat, that little, the little hair wallet, and uh, and yeah, so I've gotten to see some of the the environment in in, in the, um in um different Passover and Seder. Feast and the applesauce and the reasons for the different foods, you know, oh, they got these carrots because, you know, uh, Larry, you know, Felderberg or whatever, you know, he he almost died. But they had, you know, he and his cousin split a carrot or something or they had, you know, seven days of oil, but they made it last for 40 days. Um, So obviously some of the stuff I'm regurgitating is hit or miss here. But yeah, I've had a lot of nice times, man. They got and they have a lot of good holidays throughout the year. So the Jews will throw up some really good holidays here and there. Um, so go enjoy one of those. If somebody invites you over to a Seder. And it's a really nice thing if they do that. It's like with them welcoming you over for like a Christmas meal. If you are in the, uh, of the Christian dialect. Um, so thank you for that question, Dini. If I ever come to uh, Israel, you're going to uh, show me you're gonna have to show me around. Uh, you're going to have to show me some of what it's like over there. Um, I would love to. To learn more. Um, what else? What else? What else? What is a piece of advice? This is from Joe T. And this is on uh, Patreon. What is a piece of advice someone gave you that you remember almost every day? Um... You know, my father told me when I was real little, he told me that I was a survivor. That was one of the only things I really remember him telling me. You know, he would always uh say you're a survivor, you know. And and I thought that that was nice to hear, I think, because well, I don't know if he knew that I was going to have a tough time being a child or whatever. You know, and I and sometimes we have a tough time. Sometimes Our environment's tough, and sometimes just the way we interact with our environment is tough. Um, But he told me I'll be a survivor, and I think about that a lot. I thought it was a neat thing to say because it leaves it vague enough where I can apply it to a lot of different things, and you could fuck up and still be a survivor. So I thought that that was pretty neat. You know, I think a lot of things like I remember from that movie, The Patriot. Aim small, miss small. I think about that a lot. That pops in my head all the time. Um, uh, the first time, because because aim small, miss small. It's like uh, if I can't do something real big, what can I do on a le- what can I do on a level that's realistic? Uh, and that's something that I think really applies to right now too what can i do what can i do on a level that's realistic you know yeah i can't do like maybe i can't do some huge fundraiser to do something like this to save the world like bill gates or something or you know like the patriots owner robert Kraft. they sent their plane to china and bought a million cases of masks and flew them back you know um they can do that but what could i you know and sometimes it's just something small. It's helping out somebody. It's like just doing what can I do? Something small that I know is gonna be effective. Because something small that's effective to if it's just to one person, it's huge to them. Um so I think that the aim small, miss small is something that uh that I remember a lot. And that's not really advice. I heard that in a movie. You know, my best friend Scott, his dad, when I was growing up, his dad told me, um, well, his dad told me to move to California and, 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 and try my dreams out because he said, well, you can always move back, he goes, and if you look back down the road, you might regret if you don't. And I remembered that. Um, but that's a good question. I'm going to have to think about what are some things that maybe have been told to me over the years uh i watched also the louis ck special and i actually watched it this afternoon uh it it it's it's it, it's hilarious i mean i laughed he surprised me so many times and some people like most people i think enjoy louis ck as a comedian you know the man is a pervert but he also is a a, a comedy man And he can be those two things. You know, there's not a rule you can only be one thing. A lot of the news they like to make you think, oh you can only be one thing, buddy. What are you? You a milkman, or you a um you know, are you somebody that whispers a lot? Bitch, I could do both. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey, I got that yogurt, baby. You know what I'm saying? You could be Bill Cosby, is he a pervert rapist? Seems like that is the case. He's also very entertaining, man. You could be both things. Uh, Louis C.K. The special was hilarious, man. It was hilarious. You know, I've never known Louis. I crossed paths with him twice. He always seemed like a bit of like a real cocky kind of dude to me. But he is. There's. It's just at a different level, man. His. 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 his I mean, it's fucking good, bro. It's fucking good. And if I were that good at comedy, dude, I would be cocky, I think. I mean, it is. Um, It's just fun. It's also, in some parts, it's so dark, bro. It is dark. Like, it is damn, bro. I'm surprised if you looked in. There's like a dang. I mean, it is. They could have filmed Black Panther during part of it. It's dark, bro. It is dark. Um... But it's, it almost, he reminds me of this, it's almost like this dirty Shakespeare almost. He definitely has, is in such contact with a certain point of view in his head that it's, I mean, it's just baffling. And you can never tell if he thinks that he's, because he's always commenting on himself. And I can never tell if he, Is amused by himself, repulsed, or proud. And it's fascinating to not be able to know that and to listen to him at the same time. You can just, you get this, there's this ambiance from him that's just, it's so precisely humanly vulgar almost in a way or but not just vulgar um it's fat it's 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 hilarious there's gonna be some dark stuff if you go in there like i'm gonna you know if he as soon as he says native american i'm shutting it off i'm shutting it off (laughs) fuck You know, if you go in there, if you use an Antifa or something, you probably won't like this shit. You know, if you spend, if you're like a lifetime CNN watcher kind of, or, you know, if you buy that, own a CNN sweatshirt, you probably won't like it. It's just, but it's very honest, I felt like. It's very honest to a part of our brain or something that we want to close or that society wants to close now. Um, and I just thought it was hilarious. Does that mean that I, anything else from me? Doesn't mean anything else from me. It means that I'm a viewer of his comedy and that the shit was fucking really funny, bro. And you may have different takes on it, and that's I hope that you do. I hope you have your own take on it. Um, and I would even have to think about it more. I just watched it. But... Uh, but if you're looking for a watch and it's available on his website and I we know, you know, we're not doing any ads for them or anything or whatever. But, um, but the man is, you know, and he, he talks about his, you know, some of the stuff that happened and stuff. Uh, it's interesting. It's certainly it's worth the eight dollars. That's for dang sure, bro. And outside of that, Ozark is Ozark just the same episode over and over again. I feel like every episode these people just can't fucking figure it out, and the son keeps getting a little bit older. Literally, the, son, the 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 boy they have is like watching the. I mean, he just every episode I feel like he gets about about two months older, which is pretty fascinating. Um, but that's my thoughts on uh, the Louis C.K. special. Sincerely, it's called and uh, and and go check it out. Let me know what you think. I think it's probably going to be the future where comedians are going to put their specials out specifically in one locale on their on their own. Um but it was interesting, man. It it was god, there were some parts what what the best part is you're like, "Man, I do not." I don't it's not that you don't want it. he'll get into a topic and you're like, "Oh, this is something I shouldn't be laughing about." And then you're like, "Damn, I'm fucking really laughing about this." So then you start to realize that there's this other thing, and there's this other person inside of you, this other different entity than the facade that we put on sometimes. And that that entity just likes to laugh. And then it's not as judgmental. And it just is taking things for the value of humor that's in them. And in this special, there's a lot of that. It's dark, though. Dog, it's dark. Don't come at me. It ain't it. If you then that's it. If you don't like it, then you don't like it. That's fine. Nobody else needs to. That don't mean everybody else don't need to like it. That means you don't like it. So gang shit. All right, I think we get through everything, or as much as I can even remember right now at the moment. Uh, but thank you guys for 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 being a part of the this past weekend. Support the uh sponsors if you can do something if you if if you got the room to do it in your world, you know do it be supportive. you know, thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. I'm happy to be able to be here this weekend to be able to share some stuff. I'm feeling a little bit better and hope to slowly be feeling even better. I got some blood work done, I got that back. you know the guy said I had a couple of things that were way off, and that was interesting, man, like the like lysine levels um a couple of different proteins and stuff um so it was real interesting i'm grateful to be able to got that blood work because you don't know what's in your body what's in your soup you know what i'm saying you run around you don't know if you got vegetables you got beef if you freaking if you freaking boo your base or if you've been stroking off you feel me bruh so i hope you're doing well man i love you and and uh you know, we're pretty lucky. We're pretty lucky. Aren't we pretty lucky, man, to be, we get to be alive. This is it. You know, we get to just, we don't even, what are we even doing? I don't know, but we get to do it. And this is it. You know, and this is it. We get to see things and experience. And that is life, man. This is it. You know, this is it. And we're making it, man. And, uh,. Thank you guys uh, for being here today. And uh, I'll see you guys next week. I'm trying to get Nick Swartzen to do a Zoom episode with me this week. So if you guys will hit him up on IG and send him messages and tell him um, to get on board, we could definitely do that. So hit him up. Uh, You guys be good to yourselves, man. And we just keep making it. You know that. And his bishop gun on the way out.
1: Seen home in about a hundred days. I can almost hear mama pray for my restless soul. Come on. And I ain't made a dollar, I ain't spent, but where
0: it's going ain't killed me yet. I still get where I'm down to go. Come on, who's out there? You delivering pies, bruh? You UPS?
1: I'm making
0: it. You post mating, bruh? I'm making wrong feet. You delivering that hit of lemon Moran. I'm making it.
1: And if hell's where I'm headed,
0: then do it. I'm making good times. You got You show up. We got this. Making it, baby, my Bishop Gunn. And most all, all of, of my plans. Plan
1: slip right through my hands and wound up next to me broken on the ground come on if this bottle was an hourglass I'd say that I'm about an hour past the minute I should've put it down
0: we all wish we could do music man oh just being a damn canary just being a canary of the world Hmm. ladies and gentlemen i'm jonathan kite and welcome to kite club a podcast where i'll be sharing thoughts on things like current events stand-up stories and seven ways to pleasure your partner the answer may shock you sometimes i'll interview my friends sometimes i won't and as always, I'll be joined by the voices in my head.
4: You have three new voice messages.
1: A lot of people are talking about Kite Club. I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So
3: great.
0: Hi, sweetheart. Here's the deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. mean? Hi, I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry.